At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Talk some NBA basketball. We welcome in now on the Roman guest line, Joe Delera from NBA Bet. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing tonight, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on uh, in your inaugural debut uh, appearance here. I want to ask you kind of quickly about this first round. Um, Some of your early impressions and things. I know a lot of times we overreact to game one. Uh, What things happened for you in game one that you think will persist moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, I tuned into you guys a couple minutes before to kind of listen to what you were saying. And I know, uh, Ryan, you took that Steven Adams under today. Uh, for his PRA, which was a play that I loved. And that's something that actually stood out to me a lot. Um, And in this this series in particular, uh, I've got this game. I I wish this was the nationally televised game uh, with the Grizzlies and the the Wolves. But I think that you can see some of the things that they're doing, like, rotationally. You can see some of the guys that are kind of going to get played out. And Steven Adams is really one of those guys. Like, I think that, you know, he picked up two quick fouls today. But – I think that he was going to get played out of the rotation anyway. Um, And I think that that's something you can pick up from just game one sometimes, just because you say, like, this guy's minutes aren't productive here. And it's going to happen with Biggs. It's going to happen in this series with, like, Steven Adams. Um, But if you even look in the Miami series, uh, for example, with them and the Hawks, I think one of the things that you noticed was Miami, like, everything went right for them, and they just didn't really score a lot of points in game one. And uh, it, the games just are going to be a slog. So I think that you can learn a decent amount from game one, but I agree, like, you don't want to overreact too bad. And, but you also don't want to have too much liability out either trying to, you know, if you were wrong in game one for whatever reason, thinking, like, it's going to bounce back the other way, you know? Yeah, and Joe, speaking of overreaction, we've been talking a lot tonight about the Golden State Warriors. So for me, I just wanted to see them fully healthy. I think it's between them and the Suns in the West. You know, Memphis, I just think Memphis is still a little bit too young, and maybe they're just a really good regular season team. No disrespect. I mean, they made us a lot of money. They were the best team against the number this year. Your thoughts on what you've seen for Golden State these first two games against Denver? 
I mean, Jordan Poole is just on absolute demon mode. Uh, he's been incredible. And I think that, you know, Steph Curry obviously is going to be healthy uh, or he's going to get kind of ramp up. And he put together one of the most efficient th- performances ever in playoff history in game two, with you know, his 30-point performance in barely 20 minutes. So I, I agree with you. I think the Warriors are really one of the teams to beat. And their path is great. I yeah. think their path is perfect. So I would wouldn't be surprised if they sweep the Nuggets. I think that the Nuggets just are really like outgunned at this point. And I was thinking maybe Jokic could get a game or two, um, but it just it just really doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And you know they're going to be well rested. This Wolves Grizzly series is probably going to be long, uh, and they're going to get an opportunity to play one of these teams that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. So their path, I think, is great to at least get to the conference finals. And I think the number for them is like plus two forty to win the West. It's a lot more enticing than the Suns at minus one forty five. That's for sure. Do you think that there's anything to the fact that the Denver Nuggets are pretty much undermanned, and we might be overreacting to? A team that, remember, the Suns beat this Nuggets team and they swept them and, and people kind of basically clown the Suns for, you know, having a party over it, saying that this team wasn't fully healthy and their path wasn't very legit. Um, do you feel like there's anything to the fact that the, the, the Warriors haven't had any adversity in this playoff series yet so far? Um, I think you could make that argument because I do think that the Nuggets, this matchup is particularly bad for the Nuggets. Uh, the amount that the Warriors move, like on ball, off ball, um, they're really creating a lot of different looks, and the Nuggets just don't have the personnel to really defend that, I feel. Uh, so I guess you, you could make that argument, but at the same time, the Warriors are still one of the best teams in the league. In terms of adjusted net rating, they're fourth uh, at plus 5.7, and now we're looking at a team that's healthy, and when Steph Curry was missed a lot of time, you saw Poole get that kind of rapport with the starters, with Draymond Green, you know, with Clay. I, I think that this is a spot where I, I I understand the point, and I think that Phoenix is definitely is definitely like, like an incredible team, and they're one of the best teams maybe ever, uh, you know, at least in terms of this regular season and what they were doing in the clutch. But I do think that if any team from the West could beat them, it's definitely it's definitely the Golden State Warriors, and you're getting really a much better number than the minus 145, you know? But, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Phoenix. Tonight they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Pelicans in Game 2. The total is 221-and-a-half. They look good Game 1. Chris Paul takes that game over in the fourth quarter. Just your thoughts, any plays in this game as far as the side, the total, any player props, anything you like, and then just your thoughts on the Suns, you know, plus 200. Obviously a really chalky price. That's why I'm talking about Golden State or trying to find value with another team in the West. But Suns, I mean, this if this isn't Chris Paul's year, man, I don't know when it is, if it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think that the Pelicans are just outgunned here. If the, if the Clippers were able to get in this series, maybe because you have a guy like Paul George, um, and what they can do and the amount of wings that they have. But I don't, I just don't see it from the Pelicans. And I know the number's huge, and I don't want to get my tinfoil hat on here, but the refs tonight, you got, you know, Tony Brothers, you got Foster there. Like, yep. I, I don't think I want to take and that. And we know, spread. we know, Joe, how, how Scott Foster feels about Chris Paul. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't want to, I don't want to take that full spread. Um, but a guy that, you know, did really dominate in game one was, Jonas Valanciunas, you know, and his rebounds prop is at 12 and a half. Yeah. I know it's, it's, a, it's been a pretty popular play, uh, you know, at least on gambling Twitter. And I, I, I like the play. I mean, Aiton is, Aiton is an incredible player, but one of the things about Aiton is 
he's not usually the biggest rebounding threat. And it's not because he's not a good rebounder. It's just because he can play so many, he's so versatile as a defender. It takes him away from the paint a lot of times. So I think that it sets up for a good opportunity for Valanciunas to get rebounds, whether it's on the offensive glass or the defensive glass. And I know that this, you know, the Pelicans, they had an insane offensive rebounding percentage in game one. So you expect it to regress a little bit, but the 12 and a half is definitely a number that I think he can grab. And that way, at least you're not trying to fill with, you know, and say like, oh, well, you know, I don't think the Pelicans can win, but can they cover double digits, you know? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is there any other player props that you like in that one? Yeah, I mean, I like Valanciunas to go over the 12-and-a-half rebounds. And another play that I've been looking at is uh, C.J. McCollum. Uh, you know, he's, his points prop is set at 25-and-a-half. And it's not that I don't think that he can do it. It's just that the, I think the Pelicans' offense overall is just going to be taxed pretty heavily uh, by the sun. They took like 94 shots in game one. I just think that that number is going to come down. And one of the players, you know, that is going to get less opportunities than is CJ McCollum. He scored 25 points in game one. Uh, but at 25 and a half, I like the under, uh, he, he, you know, he got close, but that was in an ideal situation where they were getting a ton of offensive rebounds, getting a lot of second looks. And, uh, you know, at 25 and a half, I, I would take the under there. Joe, obviously the best series in the East right now is Nets-Celtics. We get game two tomorrow night, and Boston's three-and-a-half-point favorites as of right now. The total's 226-and-a-half. Your thoughts on that series? Anything you like tomorrow night? So I like I like Boston in that series overall. I think that they're deeper. I don't buy into, you know, Ben Simmons is going to come back, I, or at least they're saying he's going to come back. But I think that that, including him in the rotations, is going to take a lot of nuance that we just haven't really seen from coach Nash and I love Steve Nash. He was one of my favorite players growing up, but I just don't see how you integrate a guy like Ben Simmons, who isn't the, he's obviously not a good shooter and, you know, his defense I think will translate well, but I don't know how you integrate him without messing up your rotations, messing up your chemistry a little bit, especially against a team like the Boston Celtics who already have, you know, the number one defense in the league. So I think that Boston is still a good play on the series. Uh, I I wouldn't want to lay. I think they're like minus two hundred right now to win the series. I don't really like that, but I think that they should come out of this series. And with that being said, one of the guys that I really like is Al Horford, and you're seeing him play meaningful minutes. And you can get his double double tomorrow. Uh, it's about like even money, around plus a hundred, depending on the book. 
And I, I really like him to continue to see minutes because of the way he, he's pretty versatile as a defender. Uh, whether Drummond is on the floor or off the floor, you're probably going to see Horford there because he does more than just, you know, grab some rebounds or defend. He can facilitate to some extent and he can score. So I like the I like the double-double prop considering his rebounds is, t- at, is at 10 and a half. So you're kind of getting that free rebound there, and he should score 10 points if he's getting that many minutes and getting that opportunity. That's a good play. Also, another sort of underwhelming series, I think a lot more underwhelming than we thought, uh, the Sixers versus the Raptors. The Raptors now in Toronto, which kind of makes things a little bit different. No Matisse Thibel, obviously, because he's not vaccinated. Um, Your thoughts there, uh, I wanted to ask you not just about the side and the total, but Honestly, they still haven't moved the Tyrese Maxey number. Uh, his point prop is now 18 and a half. He's averaging 30 in this series. Your thoughts there on his matchup going back to Toronto, um, if things change given the matchup situation, um, and just like any other plays that you like in that game. So I, I get, I totally agree with what you're saying. Maxey's been awesome. And I'm disappointed with this series. I'm covering this series uh, really uh, every game for the Action Network. And one of the things that I've noticed here is that they, the Sixers are just getting the free throw line at will. And losing Scotty Barnes was so significant Huge. because, you know, obviously Barnes has been excellent this season. He, it looked like he might win rookie of the year, but the thing that's tough here is they're so thin and Barnes was a great, he could defend really almost any position. He was really good at switching. And I think that you're right. Like with Maxi, uh, he's, he's not getting a lot of resistance because if Gary Trent plays, which he only played the 10 minutes last game, um, he's a minus defensively. And Fred Van Vliet is not a great defender either. So I, I think that you're right with the 18 and a half line, it's still low. Um, and I, I think you can take him to go over that point total. He It's way too low. And then even on the season, he's hit this line in really every game but one against Toronto, uh, dating back to November. So if you look at the more recent games since March, he's never scored less than 19. So I, I think that this is a great spot for Maxi. I, I 100% agree with you. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's playing alongside James Harden. So I think that Harden, because of his gravity – you know, and what he's doing, he's really drawing guys in. And, like, you, it's different than when they had Simmons, obviously, because nobody respected him as a shooter. Right. But with, with Harden, you have to respect him as a shooter. And it's really – the guy that I've been really keying in on in terms of props has been Tobias Harris because he's not asked to create. Yep. And the looks that he's getting, like, if Wide you're – he's, he's the number four option. So you're leaving him. You're right. You're leaving him completely open. And the prop that I've been hitting with him a lot has been his three-point prop. So they keep setting it at one and a half. Still is. Minus 115 right now. Yeah. And and he just has continued to hit it, like, day in, game in and game out. So I love that bet. That's probably my favorite bet from the entire game uh, is that Tobias Harris uh, over one and a half threes prop and I know some people have said like well he only took three threes last game he made all three of them and a lot of it's because the looks he's getting are so good um it's like shoot around yeah like it's easy for him so I I really love that play and I think that the you know the Raptors are kind of drawing dead like I think I'm a Knicks fan and that's the suffering thing for me but I was very concerned with this Raptors team when I saw them go into the postseason and four of their main guys were playing, you know, in the top 15 minutes in the NBA. So they're like, they gave me 
like shades of Tibbs, where it's like you're. I don't know where what else you can get out of these guys. Exactly, Joe. Um, thanks so much for joining us, man. We're up against the break. We're uh, oh, yeah. we got to have you on again soon, though.